Welcome to the Hyperfast Show. On this episode of the podcast, I interviewed an amazing real estate agent who was operating 17 Airbnbs when coronavirus and the lockdowns hit. Uh, she pivoted her business, took them off Airbnbs, came up with a very unique model, is now at nearly 100% capacity, is expanding and teaching others about this model. And she's doing it all while living in Cabo. Welcome to the show, Amanda Williams. All right. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, Amanda? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Dan. I love your background there. The EX, you got the EXP going on, the, the beachy photos. Uh, tell everyone where, where you're calling in from. I think it'll make a lot of people jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am actually in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. So. All right. So you're on, you're on vacation, right? I am not on vacation anymore. <laughs> we came here for a vacation um, almost a year ago now, and we just never left. We just didn't take our flight home. We decided that we liked Cabo a little more than the U.S. back in July of last year, and uh, we stayed. So we're now living in Cabo. I think more people are doing stuff like that. So, you know, maybe like 10, 20 years ago or whatever, people would think that's a little crazy, but I'm, I'm hearing more and more of those kinds of transitions lately. Where where were you coming from before before Cabo? Where were you? Yeah, uh, we we're coming from Raleigh, North Carolina. That's okay. where our, our main business is back there. But you're right. You know, I think ever since COVID, um, it just opened everyone up to knowing that they can now work remotely. And what what was that transition like, or the the decision, the thought process? Was it was it difficult? Well, it's funny. We came, we were supposed to be here for a week. We came down with some friends of ours. Um, we do it about three, four times a year. We do a little mastermind, just real estate investor friends from across the U.S. And uh, we came for a week and we said, you know what, we're going to stay for two extra weeks and just have a little vacation out of this. And uh, we liked it so much that we ended up signing a four month lease at a big compound in Pedregal, if you're familiar with the Cabo area. And uh, we well, were only going to do four months. And then as our fourth month approached, we said, you know, it's kind of working for us. I'm able to do everything I do, you know, on Zoom. I'm able to, to just actually do more work here. Um, so we're going to sign a six-month lease. And so we did that. And now our six-month lease is up. Um, but we're about to sign another six-month lease, I believe, uh, for this house because we really like it. So it's we, we, it's not like we just said we're moving to Cabo. It was more like let's try this and let's test it and let's not be locked in for extend, for an extended period of time. But as we go on, we just keep wanting to stay. <laughs> and what what was it like, um, you know, for your business? Like, how are where where is your business? What is it? How are you? How are you running it from Cabo? 
Yeah, so uh, we run a short-term and mid-term rental business back in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we have our manager back there. So we do have, you know, boots on the ground. Uh, we have our cleaning. We have everything set up back there. So we have 17 properties that we're still, um, you know, managing pretty much back there. And then I'm also with the XP. So I've been with them for four years. So I've got agents in 18 states and three countries. And just so happened, we just opened Mexico in December. So I'm, uh, I'm working the model down here as well and partnering with some really amazing brokers here in Cabo. So it's been easy and it's actually been, um, I guess, more of an attraction method for the EXP model because people actually see like, oh, I can actually still have a life and travel and still be in real estate. And that's really my goal, you know, for everyone. And what, what is your, your STR, MTR business? Are you managing for other owners or do you own the properties yourself or are you doing rental arbitrage? Uh, what's, you know, tell us a little bit about that business and, and how it, how it works for you. Yeah. So we started out um, house hacking our personal property. My dad got sick of a few years ago, three, three years ago. Um, and so we ended up just putting our personal property on Airbnb. It worked out perfectly because we actually took him to Mexico for alternative cancer treatment down there. And uh, while we were there, we were like, wow, we should probably do more of this. Because at the time we had long-term rental properties and we, st we still do, but um, we started buying more properties. And then the properties that we were flipping, we decided to keep and turn those into short-term rentals. And then on our fifth property, we got smart and we said, oh, there's this thing called arbitrage <laughs> where you actually don't have to own these properties and spend the $50,000, $100,000, you know, uh, you can actually just rent the properties from the landlord and then turn around and sublease that out. And so that's what we've done on all of the other properties that we've taken under our wing. And um, we don't do any co-hosting. We just straight up just do arbitrage and sign the lease and it's all our responsibility. And that's all great until COVID hit us and we were 100% Airbnb. So as you can imagine, uh, we lost a lot of money in two days and we had to pivot our business. So we're actually, I still say, you know, STR, MTR, cause I do still teach agents how to do Airbnb, but we're not even really on Airbnb. 98% of our bookings are coming from our own marketing and we're booking everything, everything on 30, 60, 90 day rentals at this point. And that's what I've, I've relabeled that to be a midterm rental instead of a short-term rental. And are you, so there's still a lot of the properties are, are ones that you've secured long-term leases on, correct? You're, you still, but now you're, instead of doing Airbnb, you're getting people there through other sources. How, how are you doing that? Yeah, so um, we've been doing a lot on social media. So just our uh, Facebook and our Instagram. And then we just had our website rebuilt as well. And so now we're giving out free resource guides. Um, I have a live like a local program that I do where we're, we're really targeting relocation clients. So people who are coming to Raleigh from, you know, a big city, LA, Chicago, New York, wherever, and we're allowing them to come into our properties and stay for a few weeks or a few months at a time. And they can really get a feel for what the area is like because we saw a problem. And the problem was people are relocating to the area, but they didn't know the area. And so they were literally choosing where they were going to up and, and move their families based on a house. And there's a lot of little cities around Raleigh that are totally different. And so um, this just gives them the ability to kind of 
test it out, you know, try, try the neighborhood. So what's, what's, uh, what's the name of the site in case people want to check it out? Uh, well, the name of our company is carolinafurnishedrentals.com. Okay. Yep. Carolinafurnishedrentals.com. So you, you put a lot of uh, resource guides on there and, and, and then they can look at the different properties and, and book right on the site as well. Well, we don't actually allow anyone to book on the site. No? Okay. Um, yeah, we do have to go through kind of an interview process. We don't just let anyone book our houses. Uh, we have to, you know, see what the situation is and, and all that. So yeah, they would just give us a call or they would shoot us an email and then we'd have a conversation with them. That's, that's kind of amazing. You're able to, to shift it from Airbnb to your own site. And, and I imagine there's a lot of advantages to that not not just financially as well because you know the airbnb fees are they're, they're there they're not they're more on the on the renter really than the, the owner i think but um i think there's a lot of other advantages to, to like controlling the site you know what are, what are your thoughts on that or experience oh yeah i mean just the amount of the you know double triple quadruple dipping right um, because we're making the money on the clients coming in and obviously staying in our properties, but also these are people who are buying homes and a lot of them don't have a real estate agent yet. So we're able to, you know, partner them up with one of our agents, which at that point we're getting paid like three different ways. Um, and then we just launched our, our rental car business too. So now we have a Toro car, a Mercedes that they can rent and that's even more, right? So I'm always looking for ways um, number one, to add value to our clients coming into the area, because this is like a one-stop shop. You know, you fly in, you Uber to the house that's fully furnished. You bring your suitcase. Uh, the keys are on the counter for your car. You can, you can stay as long as you want. You can move to different locations for as long as you want. And then when you're ready to go home, um, then you just leave the car there, Uber back to the airport or have your agent take you, which we've partnered you with, uh, or unless you already have an agent. And so it's just, it's just a huge value add for the people coming into the area. And it's a really good business for an agent to be in as well, because you kind of have your hands in all aspects. And you, so all 17, is it 17 houses? Did I get that number right? Yeah. They're, and they're all, they're all around Raleigh or within a certain amount of time from Raleigh. Yeah. I would say within 30 to 45 minutes of downtown Raleigh. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you have a client that needs to buy or sell a home in the DMV area? Then why not trust the highest selling team in the DMV, the Kerry Scholl team? We've helped thousands of buyers and sellers and would love to help your clients. And we guarantee we will save them time, money, and stress throughout the process. And they will be so grateful that you referred them to us. Go to kerryscholl.com to learn more. Again, that's kerryscholl.com to learn more about sending us your clients that need to buy or sell a home in the DMV area. That's kerryshull.com. And are they, uh, what, what kind of occupancy rates did you, were, were you at like during COVID and, and, uh, and did it, you know, did it slow down a lot or um, at first or, and how long did it take to build it back up and where are you at now? Yes, that's a really good question. Um, so when we were 100% um, Airbnb, we stayed at around 80 to 80, 85% occupancy on Airbnb. And that's actually really good for Yeah, that is pretty Airbnb. good. 
<laughs> there was some little tweaks that we would go in and do every single day to make sure our property stayed at the top of the list. But um, so that was all great. And then when COVID hit, literally like everything canceled, everything, uh, $50,000 just kind of vanished uh, overnight. And we were left with a bunch of properties that were empty and um, we freaked out a little bit. So um, that's when I kind of got creative. We did list one of the properties like the day after this happened, which now I'm kicking my butt about because it already gone up like 50,000 in value. And now oh, you, you, sold, you sold it. We did. Yeah, we uh, put on the market, sold in like eight hours. And then I was like, dang it. <laughs> um, but it's OK. So uh, so, yeah, we did that. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I was kind of going at every single thing I could think of to get these properties full. And we had one client reach out to us actually on Airbnb and just say, hey, we're moving into the area or not we're moving. We're, we're looking to get away from New York City. Um, we may end up moving down, but we need a spot to stay. We got to get out of New York because there was rumors going around that they were going to shut the borders down. And oh, so I yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. And so I went into this Facebook group for Raleigh and I just said, hey, this is what we have going on. Um, my perfect client <laughs> is someone who maybe is trying to escape New York City apartment life and actually come down to North Carolina and quarantine in a beautiful three bedroom, two bath house on you know acre of land because that's all of our properties are on over a half an acre of land. So in, anywhere from half an acre all the way up to four acres, all of our properties. So that was my pitch. And I literally got torn apart. I mean, I'm talking, there were three, 400 comments, negative comments, by the way, saying that I was bringing the, 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 the Yankees down, right. <laughs> um, that had COVID and I was bringing them all to Raleigh, North Carolina. And they were turning me into like the news stations and the attorney general and like craziness. But you know what? A week after that, even though I had all of those negative comments, I had every single one of our properties booked because people saw that and they're like the ones that had some common sense. Um, they ended up calling us and they were like, yeah, I actually, I do want to come down and quarantine in one of your houses on an acre of land. Yeah. I mean, that's like, if you're from New York, that's, that's like, you'll never, you, you don't get that much space anywhere. Right. Yeah. So a lot of those people came down and many of them have bought houses with us now and they just loved it and they ended up just staying. How, how do you get like, you know, obviously you have the site up, but how do you, how do people find out about it? How do you get traffic to the site or, you know, people to inquire about all of your houses? Yep. So we haven't even started running our ads yet because we are literally just putting the final touches on our site um, this Friday, actually. Uh, so it's out there, it's up, it's live, it's running and people are finding us really from, uh, probably from my Facebook page, honestly. Um, and then also we have someone running our Facebook account and our Instagram account for the business as well, Carolina Furnish Rentals. So she's doing little articles here and there about it and posting stuff out, boosting them, or I don't even think she's ran any ads yet. Cause I'm like, slow it down a little bit. Cause we're not hundred percent ready to go. And by the way, we're hundred percent full right now. Um, we've been hundred percent occupied this entire time since really? we figured out the midterm rental route. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's 30 day minimum. Yep. Most of uh, our clients stay about two to three months on average. 
And when they, do you list them in the MLS as well? Nope. No? Nope. EXP has nothing to do with property management. Um, sure. And I do not, I, I own my own firm, but I do not want to have a trust account and all that stuff. So I keep it straight up arbitrage. Um, it, it, there's a lot of legal stuff that goes along with it. If you're putting it into the MLS and taking the security deposits and all that stuff. So we don't right. do that. Gotcha. Um, well, in terms of pricing, like, you know, where, where does the monthly rent compare? If you look on the spectrum, like obviously long-term rent is the cheapest. And then those, if you're hundred percent occupied on short-term rent, like that's, you know, the most expensive, where does, where does this middle tier, where does it fit in that spectrum? So that's the beautiful part, right? Um, we were the first people, and I think we're still the only, um, us and then a few of the agents in my organization um, that I've taught how to do this too, we're the only ones offering this in Raleigh. And so we've pretty much created the market. Um, just as an example, we can pay a landlord, you know, $1,500 a month in rent. Uh, we normally have about five to $600 a month in expenses on that because, you know, we are paying the utilities, we're paying the Wi-Fi, the trash, the landscaping, the insurance, all that stuff. And so let's just say we're in for that property for 2,100, then we'll turn around and we'll rent that property for between 3,000 and 3,500, depending on the location of it. Uh, if we're able to profit $1,000 per month per property, then we've hit our goal. Gotcha. And what, what type of team does it take to manage, you know, 17 of these? It's really not. I mean, we have to have, you know, our guy there on the ground. So um, we have a cleaning company that we use as well, but he still has to go in after every single cleaning and make sure that it's, it's done correctly. There's no hair. Uh, he sets the beds and he sets, he sets the, all the bathroom, bathroom, you know, utilities and all that stuff too. Uh, or toiletries, <laughs> utilities. Um, so he goes in and does like the final touches on all the properties. And then he's also there for maintenance, for uh, some of the landscaping. We do have a landscaping, landscaping company as well that we've hired, but these are just all contractors. Every single one of them are contractors. And so we deal, we still deal with all of the messaging, um, the interactions between the guest and I write all the leases on the properties. And that's really it. Um, my partner, Alex, uh, my boyfriend and partner, uh, we run this business together. And so he's the one that really um, is in communication with the clients. And then you, you mentioned earlier different revenue sources. So obviously you have the rental income. Uh, if, if they buy a house in there and you, you know, send them to an agent in your network, you, you have that source of income. Uh, what, what are the other revenue sources that you're able to kind of put in this, uh, this ecosystem you've created? Yeah, so I'm sure you know the EXP model. So the people that we're referring these, um, these deals to are in my revenue share group. And so with that, we're getting uh, also a three and a half percent because most of these are in my first line. Um, some of them are in my second line. So I'll get an additional four percent or three and a half percent depending. And then if it's that agent's first transaction with us, then the, the company actually gives me stock as well. And so it's really getting, it's really getting a lot of my newer agents off the ground with the company and with us, and then just keeping them rolling that way. So um, that's the other two that really EXP agents get to uh, experience, but 
um, you know, any agent can, can do the referrals. That's totally fine. But I do like to keep it kind of in-house with our people. And you, you mentioned the car as well. I've only heard about this. I've never talked to anyone that has done it. So what is, what is that? aspect look like you have one car that's available to to anyone in, in any of these houses or yeah yeah it's um it's something brand new for us we just launched this about a month ago and turo.com it's t-u-r-o.com is kind of like airbnb for cars and everything is electronic it's done on an app and you can literally check in. Um, we had our car uh, sitting at a location with a lockbox, unless they're actually staying with us and they want it delivered at one of the properties. And so they self-check-in, they self-check-out. Um, it's all done with the phone, with their phone on their camera to check in and check out. And, um, and so everything's just ran through Turo. The insurance on there is really good. If anyone were to even door ding, I mean, anything, I do the highest insurance on there. So we're really only getting 60% of what we're charging, but everything is like taken care of. So how much, uh, how much revenue is that bringing in for you? Um, and I so, know it's early, but yeah, it is. It's early. We only, uh, we had it on for, I think two and a half, maybe three weeks last month or this, I guess, the last 30 days, because um, I was actually in town driving it, but it brought in about $600 and the car payment is 525. So we, we kind of broke even, not including the insurance. I think we're like negative $50, but we that only was, rented it. It was rented for two weeks? Or no, it was oh. rented for, it was three times. And uh, I want to say one of them was for two days. And then we had uh, one two day, maybe two nights and then another three night. So it wasn't much. The car rents for about $120 a day. So basically like a week of rentals will, will kind of cover the monthly payment on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I wonder why more people don't, don't do it. I, I was on the other end of it once. I wanted to try a, a different car when I was kind of in between cars. I rented one for a few days and um, it was just like you said, you know, I got on the app, did it. I, I think I, I took pictures on my phone, I think when I was done and, and, um, you know, that was that. <laughs> yeah, it's super easy. I, we travel all the time. And so I actually prefer doing the Toro cars because you know exactly what you're getting. You know, yeah. I, I want a nice car. I don't want some car that I got to go stand in line at a car rental place for two hours for. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to get my best-selling book, The Hyperlocal, Hyperfast Real Estate Agent, for absolutely free? This book has helped tens of thousands of real estate agents, and now I want to give it to you for free. All you pay for is the shipping. Look, you can go on Amazon, read all the five-star reviews, and pay $14.99, or you can go to hyperfastfreebook.com and get it for free. All you pay for is the shipping. Again, that's hyperfastfreebook.com. Get your copy today. Again, hyperfastfreebook.com. Have you helped other agents in different areas implement this this system, this MTR? It seems like right now with people shifting to online more and more people considering moving and you know, you've heard of like Zoom towns popping up in places like Idaho and Montana and just places you'd never even imagine. Uh, you would think this would be a model that people could do and in a lot of different markets. 
It definitely is. As long as you have, you know, people relocating to your market, it works perfectly. Um, we have some ladies out uh, right outside of Denver that are doing it and they're killing it. They're completely booked as well. Um, they just got their fourth property. I also have some um, agents down in Florida that are doing it, uh, South Carolina. And uh, let me think, I have another state too and I forget, oh, Nash uh, Tennessee. So yes, it's definitely working in other areas. Uh, I do have a large group in California as well, but the problem is people are leaving California. They're not, a lot of them are not moving to California. So. Are they? So they're, yeah, not as, not as many are moving in. No, I mean, you still have that, but it's not, um, I mean, our market, we target California for people leaving California. So I don't know. I haven't ran the, really the numbers on how many people are moving uh, in to those areas, but I know Raleigh, North Carolina, um, we're up around 70 some people a day moving into our county. Wow, that's a lot. Um, well, this this is a really a really interesting model. I, I, this is the first I've I think that I've, I've heard of this, and I, I can see you know four or five or six kind of ways, uh, I guess spokes on on the hub of of how you can make money off of it and provide something that not a lot of people are providing for people. So uh, super interesting. What, uh, what if any, are your expansion plans? Are you going to go into other markets, get more homes in Raleigh, you know, focus on growing your agent network? What, what do you think is, is the next uh, steps for you guys? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, right now, like we are picking up a few more, I think we'll probably hit 20 ourselves and then, I, I don't want any more than 20 ourselves. I just want to teach my agents how to do this too and then help them get this going. And then, you know, we're still benefiting because they're still, they're bringing in those leads. And then I would love just to help market for them as well. And um, that's really where I see this going and, and creating markets all over. Like I've been talking with a lady up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and that's like a fantastic market as well. And so I really want to focus on that. I want to focus on growing our agents. If I could just have one, one or two really good agents doing this in each like major hub that people are relocating to, we could blow this out of the water. And so that's what I'm focusing on for the rest of the year is just, is just working with that and finding the right agent because not every agent can do this. Um, but the, the agents that are coachable and willing to really dive in and, and get their feet, get their feet dirty, get their hands dirty um, in the beginning um, but but make this thing work like we've done. What's the typical startup cost per per home or unit? In case people out there are wondering, you know, can I can I do this? Like how much how much capital does it take to get one of these going? So it's cost it cost us about ten thousand dollars per property, and that's with a rent amount of about fifteen hundred dollars. And so because you're doing your rent, your first month rent, you're doing your security deposit, and then you're furnishing the property. So that's your startup cost. Um, we do not buy everything from Amazon. Uh, we get creative with that. <laughs> you go the Amazon route, you're going to spend a boatload of money. Uh, so, and, and Are you? I, I would think it would be cheaper and it, it just wouldn't last long enough, but, um, but it's, it costs more to go that route, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, you're buying everything like, I don't know people do it, yeah. <laughs> do it. especially when you're, when you're furnishing a lot of our, um, a lot of other co-hosts or hosts are actually doing apartments and condos and townhomes and stuff like that. And 
and it's easier to do the furnishings for something like that. But we're going because they're just because they're smaller, right? They're smaller. Yeah. yeah, we're we're getting homes that are two to four thousand square foot. So we're needing some good furniture to go in there and some good, you know, huge artwork and outdoor furniture and barbecues and we just want to make it homey and so we're we're able to do that for about between five to seven thousand dollars the way that we're doing it completely furnishing wow well um i think it's i think it's a great model i think for you know people out there want who don't have the cash or credit to to, to close on a house or you know buy it by a home the traditional way um you know you could get started for a, a lot less than it than it takes most investors and and you know it seems like within a few months you know you, you can get back what what you've put into it so uh super interesting model and, and i look forward to to seeing you expand it and, and teach others and grow this network before we wrap up i always like to end with a hyper fast round if you're ready for some quick questions and answers here. Sure. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Find a coach, <laughs> find a coach and do exactly what they tell you to do because the, the steps are there. It's all in front of you and it's just a matter of following it and, and having someone holding you accountable for it too. Because I, I believe a lot of new real estate agents, they get into the business and they think it's going to be simple and easy and it's not. And you have to have a lot of self-motivation to make this thing work. And you really, I, I think having a coach and having accountability and a good, a good group around you, a good team, a good tribe is super important. What's a, a mistake you see experienced agents make that you think they can avoid? Oh gosh, not building a foundation in the very, very beginning and then getting way busy, chaotic, crazy realtor status and then not having any of, any of your systems set up. And so then you feel like you're drowning and you're overwhelmed. We see that a lot as well. What's the biggest challenge you've had in business and how did you overcome it? Well, it's funny because what I just said, <laughs> not setting up my foundation properly, um, creating a lot of LLCs, but you know, taking advice from four or five different attorneys and people and not just sticking to one person yeah. and following that rule. <laughs> when you're not uh, working on your business, and I probably know the answer to this question already, but uh, what are you doing for fun? <laughs> Well, we're, we're traveling a lot, yeah. um, but when we're here in Cabo, we love hiking. Um, we love uh, ATVing up here, um, going to the beach, surfing. I don't surf. <clears throat> I lay on the beach and watch him surf, um, but just we're outdoorsy people. So anything that's outdoorsy, like we're going camping this weekend on the East Cape. So um, anything like that is right up our alley. Awesome. Sounds like fun. Last question. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? 10 years from now, gosh, okay, so definitely um, 10 years, I should have at least 10,000 agents in my organization minimum, I mean, that's my five-year goal, actually, but um, yeah, so tons of agents that we're helping and having all of our systems in place for them, watching them grow their businesses, watching them grow their passive income strategies, and everything pretty much on, you know, on go, um, meaning everything automated, <laughs> because we do have a goal of buying a boat and just traveling around, um, around the world on a boat. That's what I want to do. And 
I'm a big travel. Sail, uh, sail or power? <laughs> I want a power catamaran. Okay. Yep. And so, yeah, do that. And then just, you know, continuing the traveling. So that's, that's the biggest, um, that's my biggest passion. And so I've figured out how to like, kind of, kind of marry the two. And I'm like, well, I can't travel unless I have passive income. So what can I do to create passive income? Awesome. Well, Amanda, this has been uh, really great, really informative. Uh, I really love this model. I think uh, our, our listeners and viewers got a ton of value out of, out of being exposed to this because I don't I don't think a lot of people even know it exists. So thank you for all of your wisdom, inspiration. If people want to connect with you, learn more about this model or about your agent network, how should they do that? Yeah, so um, I am Amanda the Traveling Realtor on all social networks. Um, that's my website as well, amandathetravelingrealtor.com. And I have a ton of freebies too. So um, if you go to mypassivelife.com slash video, you're going to find a passive income video. If you do slash uh, strip, <laughs> let me explain this. Uh, <laughs> my, my strip for realtors is how to build your short-term rental investment portfolio. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Uh, so Short-term rental stuff. investment portfolio. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's catchy though, right? Had, had a strip for realtors. <laughs> it is. I like it. Yeah, so I'm sure you'll have all that out there. But just if you just follow me and look and see what we have going on, you're going to find that everywhere. So I look forward to connecting with any of your audience and any questions they may have as well. Like reach out to me. I'm totally accessible. All right. Connect with Amanda, the traveling realtor. Uh, thank you so much for all of your inspiration and, and sharing this model with, with us today. For all the listeners and viewers out there, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you share this with someone that you think could benefit from learning about it as well. And we'll see you next time. Alrighty. Thank you. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest hyperfashions. And remember, we love reviews. We hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next time.